Think about all of the collective pain that you are dealing with because you aren't just dealing with this yourself or within your team, but you are taking this on from others around you. If you're in a caregiving profession of any kind, you are going to feel people's collective pain. Well, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm the content producer over at Stay Forth Designs. And today I get the pleasure of talking to you for a few minutes before we get into our episode. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to say much because I'm really excited to have you listen to the advice that Alan's going to share. It's a great conversation, um, really deals with the tension that many of us have found ourselves in. If we go back to the last six months and the big decisions we're going to have to make in the coming months and this space that we currently find ourselves in with trying to enjoy the day-to-day, but still navigate uncertainty and overwhelm and just anxiety that many of us feel. So this is a great talk. I hope you have some space to sit and listen. Slow this one down, listen to it a few times, but I really hope you enjoy today's episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. Just a few days ago, I posted the question on Facebook, what's the hardest thing you've been through in the last six months? And I was blown away by the responses. I mean, people who have lost relatives to COVID, the grieving and the loss of dreams that were never realized in this season, things people were planning on, job loss, income loss, realizing that we are not the best homeschool parents in the world, myself included. This has been a crazy season. So let's pause and think about the context, where we have come from. Think about the change we have been through since the beginning of the year. I mean, remember that 2020 vision sermon that like almost every church in America gave? I mean, it's just laughable at this point. None of us saw this coming. The amount of change has brought loss. I mean, change equals loss before it equals opportunity. And we have all had to grieve serious losses that we've had because of change in this season. Think about the anxiety the lowercase a or uppercase a anxiety this has produced in you as a person, in your family, in your loved ones, in your friends, in your congregations, in your teams, an unbelievable amount of anxiety because we just don't know what's ahead. Think about the loss of control. What we thought we had control over, we have so little control over. And so many of those things have been stripped from our fingers in this season. Things we were clutching too hard, good things, have been stripped from us in this season. Think about the momentum that you had in your life or your leadership or your ministry in this season that was lost like that. Think about all of the collective pain that you are dealing with. Because you aren't just dealing with this yourself or within your team, but you are taking this on from others around you. If you're in a caregiving profession of any kind, you are going to feel people's collective pain. And we're feeling that. Keep going down the list. I mean, think about the fatigue. You are more tired than you think you are right now. If you think you're tired, you're probably exhausted. If you think you're exhausted right now, you may be on the edge of burnout. Unfortunately, I believe so much of this change, this loss, this anxiety, this collective pain, this angst that we are dealing with, and this numbing sense of disappointment, unfortunately, I believe we are going to see a wave of burnout 
And, and I don't want to be the Pied Piper of that. That's, that's not me speaking this over you or the church right now in this moment. But I just see that we are heading toward a place where our exhaustion and our pain is going to lead us away from health, away from grounding if we are not careful. And what I want to talk about today is something that I think we are longing for deep in our bones, something that we want to follow and something that we want to be so others will follow. I believe right now people are searching for grounded leaders. I believe people are searching for grounded leaders. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's look at a few analogies. First of all, you think about a plane that is grounded. Now, a plane that's grounded, obviously a plane is meant to fly. It's not meant to live on the ground, but a plane that is grounded can restock, refuel, get the passengers for where it is heading, take care of any issues that are going on. A grounded plane can be a safe and a healthy plane to do what it is supposed to do. Think about a wire. A wire that is grounded is safe from explosion is safe from a fire, is safe from a major electrical issue that could blow something up. Think about a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon that is grounded is tethered to the ground, so it may fly and flap a little bit, but it won't fly away based on the wind pattern. And a plant that is grounded can put its roots in the ground and can actually find nourishment, can actually find what it needs to sustain life. I believe people are looking for grounded leaders in this season. And I'm gonna give you three things that I believe grounded leaders will need to do, and these are in the form of paradigm shifts. Three paradigm shifts that we will need to make if we are going to be grounded leaders in this next season. But I wanna start with scripture. Now scripture reminds us that only healthy trees bear good fruit and that if a tree is healthy, it actually cannot bear bad fruit. And I wanna remind you of something. If you forget everything else I say in this talk, that who you are is more important than what you do. Who you are is more important than what you do. The reality is that what is changing by the month and many times by the week, the skills we think we'll need in the next season we may not need, the changes, the calendar that we think we're heading into, we have very little control over. And yet, who we are will transfer into different seasons, into different modalities, into different patterns, into different processes. You will launch new things. Who you are matters more than what you do. And Ephesians 2.10 says it in this way, that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God's prepared in advance for us to do. First of all, before we do work, we are workmanship. Who over what? And something that we love to say at Stay Forth Designs is your identity matters more than your impact. Who you are matters more than what you do. You will not regret focusing on who, working on your character, working on your decision-making, working on the things that are underneath the surface of the water. You see the top of the iceberg, your congregation, your teams, the people around you, those following you on social media see the smallest piece of the top of the iceberg. What about everything else that is impacting and affecting those decisions? We cannot afford to focus on the what over the who in this season. I have never met a leader that says, I regret 
that vacation. I regret spending time focusing on me for that season. I regret getting healthy because when we get healthy, we bear good fruit. When we get healthy, there is greater impact. When we focus on our identity of the who, then the what grows. God entrusts us with more. We don't know what's coming. As much as we have come from uncertainty, we've come from change, we are still in the thick of it. Re-entry right now, what does that even mean? Based on the week or based on the month, I can't predict the future, you can't predict the future. Where are we heading? I don't know. What skills will it take to get there? I don't know. But I do know that the people of God need to focus on who we are. You cannot be who God has designed you to be if you are not living and leading from the place of a healthy soul. You cannot do the things that God has uniquely designed you to do if you are not leading and living from a healthy soul. You will not regret living and leading from a healthy soul. We have families, we have friends, we have people around us who deeply want us to live healthy. And yet we have this urge, this gnawing sense that we need to do more out of insecurity. We need to be busier. We need to act busy right now. We need to make sure that we justify our jobs, that we are not just sitting at home filming a sermon once in a while and drinking coffee all week. That is not the voice of the Father. Who you are matters more than what you do. And I get to coach leaders all week long. Church leaders, nonprofit leaders, business leaders. And I recently had the opportunity for someone who was on the edge of burnout to come visit me in Colorado. And we spend about three days doing a vision refresh. And as he came out, the first thing that we said, I mean, over the first cup of coffee, I said, I want to remind you of this. Who you are matters more than what you do. And for the next three days, we are going to focus on who you are. And out of that in the next season will arise what you are going to do. You are gifted. You are wired up for impact. But we need to focus on the who. We need to become grounded leaders. And I'm going to give you three paradigm shifts that we need to make in order to become grounded leaders. And I live at the intersection of the spiritual and the practical. I believe where the spiritual and the practical come together like a Venn diagram, there's this beautiful space between. And I believe that we should be the most practical as leaders who follow Jesus. As kingdom leaders, we should look for the practical. How are we actually going to do this? And unfortunately, I want to be careful. I want to measure my words when I say this. But unfortunately, theological education did not prepare you for this moment. Theological education is amazing. And, and to bring the spiritual is an incredible foundation. And yet, I believe people are looking for the practical. What do I actually do? What do we actually do in this moment? You can call it a moment for adaptive leadership, resilience, pivot, change. Whatever word you use right now, we need new skills. And so out of the who God has designed us to be, we need to practice a new what. We need to make some shifts. And I want to give you those three shifts. First of all, the first shift that I believe we need to take in this season is to move from being reactive to being proactive. From being reactive to being proactive. What do I mean by this? The urgent is always going to eat the important in your life. 
the priorities that you have, the family that you have, your personal health, your time nourishing your own soul is not going to happen on accident. You leave a lawn to itself, the weeds are gonna grow. It doesn't naturally get pruned. It doesn't naturally weed out the things in your life that are not fruitful. And unfortunately, the decision today is not between good and bad, but between good and best. There are so many good things you can be doing as a leader today. There are so many ways you can be impacting people today. There's so many ways you can be creating content or new ideas or encouraging people. There's no shortage of opportunity. But the question is, what is best for this season? Not what is good, but what is best for this season. And we need to make that shift from the urgent where we are just reacting reacting to life to the important we are proactive i personally take time each morning in my right side up journal and i literally create a purpose for each day and i'm telling you that is grounding come eight o'clock or nine o'clock or eleven o'clock when people say hey can you do this hey can you add this to your schedule i just need one more 20 minute errand for you from you hey can you do this idea I already have committed to the day and said, God, this is what you have designed me for, called me for, given me the energy and time for today, and that is it. We have limitations. And to live into those limitations, to be faithful stewards, we need to move from being reactive to being proactive. And I want to encourage you to get very practical with that each day to write the purpose of your day, to block your day in three different blocks, morning, afternoon, and evening, and make sure that the things that deeply matter to you are the things that get done. Annie Dillard said this quote that's been incredibly convicting for me, said, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. How you spend your days is how you spend your life, is the way that you're spending your days in these moments right now in this season, how you want to be known years from now. Legacy, I believe, even in the midst of crisis, legacy is being laid right now. People will remember how we lived and led right now. And leader, for good or for ill, people are watching. We need to move from reactive to proactive. The second paradigm shift is this, from time off to Sabbath. We need to move from time off to Sabbath. What do I mean by this? Most leaders that I experience are pretty good at taking some time off to work really, really hard and then to rest. And so instead of moving from just resting from our work, we can flip that and work from a space of rest. This is how God designed it. Now, I'll be honest, I don't see many silver bullets in Scripture, but one of those silver bullets I see is Sabbath. Jesus practiced it. It has sustained the Jewish people for thousands of years, and people are now just waking up to this idea. We have moved away from the rhythm of Sabbath, and it is costing us dearly. Our souls are being ground down and eroded. We are not meant to hustle at the pace that we have been hustling. And so many leaders are writing and speaking into this today. I can't tell you how grounding it has been for me to slow down my life during COVID. I never would have asked for this. And yet to walk three miles an hour out in my neighborhood, to spend time slower has been amazing. And I'll say, I don't know how I would have been able to sustain all of the things God has entrusted to me apart from Sabbath. I also have never met a leader that said, Man, I waste one day every week. I can't believe that I've been Sabbathing so long. What a waste of time. Said no leader ever. It just doesn't happen. 
We are designed to not spin the world on our finger every day. And yet God does it just fine without us. I don't know how we move from reactive to proactive without that shift as well, from just a little bit of time off to Sabbath, a day not of have to, but get to. Guys, this is good news. This is great news that we have permission and we have this beautiful invitation. God has given us this gift, but we have to unwrap it. And I can't tell you how many leaders I meet that say, oh, I've never practiced Sabbath. And I wanna say, if you have never practiced Sabbath, now is the moment. No shame, no guilt, start where you are and begin to practice Sabbath. A day to turn your phone off or on airplane mode, a day to not answer your email, a day to not produce a thing, but to be shaped by the Father and simply by the Father. To get to do the things that all week you've been longing to do. To get to just be a human. If you are watching this, you are a human. You have limits. God is spinning the world just fine on his finger without us. This pandemic was not a surprise to God, which I know is mind-blowing to me to think about that God knew as we preach 2020 vision sermons, what was coming for us, and we had no idea. And this train wreck that is called COVID, the, the racial upheaval that's happening right now, the division in our country, the bad press on social media, the fear, the anxiety, the disappointment, all of that, I believe God is weaving into a space where we can realize we don't control much. And every week I get to practice Sabbath and say what I thought I controlled on Monday and Tuesday and Friday, turns out I don't. And in the very best sense, God's got it. And I get to just rest in that. Again, to move from reactive to proactive, to move from time off to Sabbath, both of those are so interconnected that in that moment, we get to realize I don't run the world. And isn't that good news? It is great news. Now is the time to start. This last one is a little bit overwhelming. And in this moment, I don't believe we have ever been more confused than we've been before. And this paradigm shift is more of an invitation. And I want to invite you to move from consuming information to practicing wisdom. From consuming information to practicing wisdom. We have too much information in our world today. It may be time to turn off the news for a moment. Stay informed and stay wise in order to discern the times and and how we should move amongst them. We need to have information. But let me just say this, information is not enough. Information does not naturally produce transformation. We need to move from information to wisdom. We need to lead as people who are wise, grounded leaders. We know the times, we know how we should live and react and move, but each morning we wake up saying, God, if you don't show up, I have no idea how to lead. I have no idea how to lead myself, let alone other people, my family, my friends, my team in the season. People are looking to leaders even when we have no idea how to respond.
more information, more content, just consuming more isn't going to do the trick. Even this talk, even the amazing content that you hear right here, it is not enough to just learn more, to soak it in. We are not brains walking around on these sticks called legs. We are humans. We need to live and learn. We need to seek the Father. Where do you go to get wisdom? I just don't know how we can live as kingdom leaders without seeking the Father each day through the Word. I've been soaking in the book of Acts. And what I've realized in that is, church, we are at our best when our back is against the wall. Feeling like your back's against the wall, this is not a new story. I've gotten wisdom from the book of Acts, wisdom from how the church was started, wisdom from leaders who have come a long time before me, and wisdom from the Father. Without prayer, a stop, a pause to pray at the beginning of the day and throughout the day before we get all spun up in our brains, I don't know how we become wise and discerning leaders without prayer, without the Word of God that God has given us to us, given to us to ground us in Him and to ground us in the decisions that we should make. We have too much information. It may be time to turn off Twitter for a while. It may be time to stop consuming so many podcasts and start taking your next right step. It may be time to seek solitude and say, God, make me wise. How am I to respond? Than it is to ask 20 other pastors, what are you doing right now? And again, I'm all for seeking information. I'm all for talking to people, staying wise, figuring out where we are heading in this election, figuring out where we are heading in our world right now, how people are responding and reacting and, and feeling pain and all of the things we need to be ingesting right now, but only to the level that we can practice them. Only to the level we can take our next right step. And I'm concerned right now that we as leaders are actually consuming too much information at a pace that is too fast for our hearts and souls to catch up with. And if we can just make those three shifts, if we can spend time focusing on those, if you could take your next right step to move from being reactive to being proactive, to each day wake up and say, God, this I believe is what you have called me to today, and that is it and to keep the important ahead of the urgent when it comes to steal away the things that deeply matter to you and God has called you to. And that second shift to just move from working and taking some time off to Sabbathing, to learning and discovering or rediscovering what Sabbath looks like, feels like, smells like, a get-to day in a have-to world. And that third shift, if we can move from simply consuming information to practicing wisdom. I believe God can actually shape you as the kind of leader who is grounded in the season. Kind of leader that's not ready to simply explode when the next spark comes out. And there will be sparks in the season that can just fly away based on the winds of change and where that is taking you. That, that has deep mechanical issues going on below the surface and needs a refueling and needs to look at the engine again. The plant that is just sitting in the pot that is not put in the ground where it is meant to grow and live and thrive. Leader, I don't believe people want to see strength today. David Kinnaman in the state of pastors 
this amazing study that was done a few years ago, looking at thousands of leaders uh, throughout North America, church leaders of all kinds. And at the end of this, head of Barna Group, David Kenneman, concluded that the North American church community is not looking for stronger leaders. They are looking for more resilient leaders. And I don't know how we live as resilient leaders if we are not grounded leaders. Would God make us grounded leaders so we can be resilient leaders, so we can live and lead for the long haul? We can lead out of a place of health because who you are matters more than what you do. And that's good news. My friend, before you do work, you are God's workmanship. Workmanship before works. Identity before impact. Health before fruit. I want to invite you to truly believe these words, that who you are matters more than what you do. And my prayer for the church is that we may see a movement of grounded leaders who understand that the who matters more than the what. In a world that is out of control and discombobulated and fully anxious and deeply disappointed and change-ridden and confused, may we be grounded leaders and people say yes. I am at ease because they know who they are. They know whose they are. And they are not rocked by this season. They are not moved by the season. They are not changed by this season. But they are being changed and moved and shaped by the living God himself. May that be true of us. May that be true of the church in this season. Well, guys, we really hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. From everyone on our Stay Forth Designs team, know that we are rooting for you. We're pulling for you. We're praying for you. And we are going to continue coming alongside of you in every way that we can to help you take next steps towards health and impact so that you can lead right set up in this upside down world so that you can reduce overwhelm and increase clarity so that you can lean into the things that God's uniquely called you to do so that you can lead your families well, your teams well, your organizations well. In this disorienting time, we want you to find orientation and that you wouldn't be overwhelmed, that you would be whelmed. So do us a favor. Keep tracking along with the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. You can follow us wherever you're consuming this right now. You can head over to stayforth.com and check out all of our coaches, our tools and resources we have available. Give us a follow on Facebook. And as always, if you have any questions about this episode or a previous one, send us an email to hello at stayforth.com. We'd be happy to answer those for you. If you're interested in coaching, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. And until next time, continue leading well. Take your next right step and know that we're praying for you.